Hi, I'm Rochelle Jackson, and this is The Crime Couch. I'm an investigative journalist and true crime author, and I know who's who in the zoo, the crims, the cops, and the interesting individuals in between. So get comfy and join me here on The Crime Couch. It's going to be one heck of a journey. This is part one of a two-part episode of The Crime Couch podcast. Everyone recalls where they were when they heard about the tragic deaths of four Victoria police members involved in the Eastern Freeway incident on the 22nd of April 2020. Fire Rescue Victoria's leading firefighter, Jeff Brereton, was one of the first on the scene. He immediately called for assistance and gave medical help, including CPR to the injured members while waiting for the ambulance. Jeff's an experienced firefighter with 32 years under his belt. But this event has changed his life. In fact, his bravery and actions above and beyond the call of duty have been recognised. Jeff's been given the first ever Fire Rescue Victoria Commissioner's Commendation. Welcome to the Crime Couch, Jeff. Thank you, Rochelle. Nice to be here. Congratulations on the commendation. You've been recognised for your outstanding conduct and leadership. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel fairly proud, Rochelle, but I do realise that my actions would have made my family proud, brothers, sisters, mum, dad, my workmates, fire brigade. But I do understand that my actions on the day would have had a huge impact on lots of people during the event and post the event. So I understand that and it sits well with me. The anniversary of the Eastern Freeway accident involving the death of those four police members has now passed, Jeff. What did that anniversary mean to you? Yeah, it was similar to the first anniversary, Rochelle. It was fairly daunting. It's certainly, it's a day that brings back a lot of things, a lot of memories, but it's a day that I'll never forget. I certainly forever am connected to the four fallen, Lynn, Kevin, Glenn and Josh. And I have immense support and uh, love for their families as they deal with the situations that that unfolded. So that sits with me every day and I hope they're doing okay. I suppose because it was something you were involved in so intimately, is it something that is with you every day? Yeah, it is, Rochelle. It is. I've got an instinctive reaction to wave to every police car. There's you know, certainly the old Jeff and a new Jeff, and they're very similar, but they certainly are different. But that's okay. I, there's certainly no regrets at all about anything that happened on that afternoon and evening. So it sits well with me and the aftermath that may make some people feel a lot more comfortable is, uh, is a good thing. Nearly two years on, how do you now reflect on that day in February 2020? Yeah, that's a good question, Rochelle. It's something maybe I was meant to be there. There's a comment from a lot of firefighters that know me, and it's a funny comment, but it's if it was going to be someone, that we're glad that it was you, which puts you you know, under some trauma and stress, but, but I understand that. 
It's not the first time I've had to deal with some, some tragic circumstances. Two years on, how do you reflect on that day now? It's certainly a, a point in time, Rochelle. The circumstances were out of my control from my involvement was when I tried to change everything and uh, make it right again. So that sits well with me. Uh, you certainly are different as you go through life. You observe traffic conditions, try and treat everyone with a great deal of humility and, and respect. And respect, we'll probably talk about a bit later, Rochelle, but respect was massive during the whole incident, which, which sits well with me and, and always will. And to be... It's a very special place to be the last person to see the fallen alive and then the first to try to try and save them. So it's, it, it probably makes me a bit emotional, but, but that's life and that's what happened. And yeah, it sits well with me, but I wasn't the only one. There were certainly some other, some other members of the public doing some, some wonderful things, even though the, the outcome was tragic. The extraordinary thing is you are a leading firefighter with a lot of years under your belt, but that day or that evening in February 2020, you were off duty. Tell me how you came across that incident. Tell me what, what occurred. Well, without going into too many details, Rochelle, I was on my way to Fitzroy to do, do a bit, just do a little bit of work, and I was travelling beside the truck, and then I noticed the truck changing lanes, and things evolved from there. Uh, once the incident happened, well, I don't think we need to go into too many details. Once the incident happened, then it was a case of problem and solution and problem solution. There's, and there was probably a hundred of those problem solution things that went through my mind. For instance, I picked up a, a radio from the police car, one of the uh, pursuit cars, which was uh, impacted. And our FRV emergency call sign is red, red, red. And so I've picked up a police radio that was sitting on the seat and giving a VKN8, which is a FRV call sign back then. It's now Firecom. So it was a VKN8 red, red, red via a police radio. So it would have been quite confusing to any call takers who had to listen. But the radio wasn't working, so I had some work to do and I just moved into the next problem and solution and... There was just lots of things that occurred, as in safety, truck driver. We'll probably talk about the gun that was loose uh, coming across Linny and trying to help her and uh, trying to find a, a second police officer because originally I could only see one police car, which to me means two police officers. The other police car was uh, unmarked, so it was only when I came across a third police officer, Kevin, that needed some assistance that you realise that if there's three, there must be four. So, yeah, I think the incident was, my impact was seven or eight minutes. And, you know, something that's really strange is that uh, in the midst of all that, I never, I can't recall hearing a siren turning up on scene. So if you look at a photo, there's probably 30 or 40 police cars or emergency vehicles that turn up. I do remember through the incident, picturing where I was and understanding that I was in queue and that Richmond Fire Station wasn't far away and my thoughts were they're not far away and they have lots of trucks and meaning they do have two appliances that turn out as well as other specialist trucks. Yeah, I do realise that help was on its way and it would be here soon and I just had to um, do my best for working on Glenn and Kevin at the time, to do my best knowing that ambulance and our fire brigade with 
defibs and that sort of equipment weren't far away and going to do their best. So, yeah, thanks. When you, first of all, you were driving on the freeway that day, why did that white semi-trailer, why did that attract your attention, Jeff? Probably didn't, Rochelle, apart from the fact until it started to change lanes slowly and then for no reason and the inquiry would have gone through as to why that happened. Got my own thoughts, but yeah, changed lanes slowly without indication, without brakes, for no reason. And I was beside it so I could see everything in front. Yeah, so it was it was obvious that, yeah, something was wrong. Something was amiss. Yeah, that was, it was just sad. Yeah, very sad. And did you actually see the trailer going in to hit the stationary police vehicles in the Porsche? Yeah, certainly did. Yeah, the impact was, yeah, massive. But What went through your mind? That uh, I need to help. Yeah, I need to help. I need to stop. And that was one of the police cars when it was first impacted, came across in front of me, missed my car by about half a metre. That was a pursuit vehicle. So, you know, we're trained to, uh, we've got lots of skills and we're trained and we're trained in command and control. We're trained in first aid. We're trained in hazards, uh, problem solution solving, all that sort of thing. So uh, the way I was brought up, Rochelle, that, um, you know, if that was your mum or dad or brother or sister or, you know, what would you want? So I just um, set about trying to do my best I can from, from the first person and then seeing what evolved from there. So, yeah, just, yeah, there's lots of things going through my mind, but it was just one point at a time to try and... Lisa Neville, she spoke to me a couple of days after the incident and some of her words were that in the middle of the blackest cloud that Victoria Police has ever faced, the silver lining was that there was someone there trying to reverse it and trying to uh, save everyone. And that certainly sits really well with me, even though the outcome wasn't good. But as firemen, we do have a sense of ability that we can save everyone, we can impact everyone. And even just the mere fact that we turn up in a uniform is the start of assistance for a lot of people. So, yeah, maybe, um, yeah, I had a lot of confidence that I could uh, I could save them and I did my very best. And if they had a 2% chance of, then I was going to try and make it 5 or 6 or 10 and that sits well with me. You saw, when you arrived on the scene, you saw one police member on top of the sports car that had also been hit. What else did you see? And... Why did you keep searching for police members? Yeah, well, Lenny was on top of the car, but we probably don't need to go. And she was receiving some help. There was a surgeon came from my right pulling gloves on, which was lovely. Obviously, the driver was still in the vehicle, and he was quite distressed. So I'm not sure what I'm allowed to say here, Rochelle, but, yeah, it was certainly a traumatic circumstance with lots of problems. The truck was still running. The truck was still in gear. We need to, then there's dangers such as Linny's making sure that Linny was not going to get more damaged, more more injured, if that truck moved, that sort of thing. So there was just lots of things going through my mind as to uh, stabilise the situation and try and help everyone. So I realised that there was one car and there was two police officers, but it was later that we, yeah, we I realised there was, um, yeah, a third and then so therefore there must be a fourth. But 
yeah, I just did my very best, my very, very best. You started working on one of the police members, I think, at one stage. What what were you trying to do? Were you trying to revive that police member? Yeah, 100%, 100%. Knowing full well that we've got help not far away and we're talking defibs and, and those sorts of things. So CPR, early CPR is the best thing that we can have. There's lots of respect. I spoke about it earlier, and that is simple things like speaking to these members in a, in a nice voice, in a nice way, encouraging. It's even something as simple as putting a leg back where it's supposed to be because it isn't supposed to be in that angle. So that's the sort of respect that sits well with me and would sit well with the families. And once again, there's two times in your life that you never want to be on your own is the day you're born and uh, the day you pass. If there's someone there trying to uh, comfort you in a very traumatic circumstance, you'd like to think that, that they would be comforted in that way and then hence the ripple effect of that through to family members and then through to Victoria Police members that their brothers and sisters were supported uh, at a very tragic time it means a lot to me and would mean a lot to anyone involved for a So sorry to get emotional. You're allowed to get emotional, Jeff. It was an extremely traumatic event and one which still impacts on you greatly. Jeff, thank you very much for sitting with me on the crime couch today. You've done an extraordinary service and your selfless and courageous actions on that evening will forever be remembered. So thank you and appreciate you sitting with me today. Thanks, Rochelle. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for joining me. I'm Rochelle Jackson and I look forward to your company next time on The Crime Catch.